Hello. I could eat about a million and a half of these. Well, nobody's perfect. Welcome to the It's a Drama podcast. to It's a Drama. I'm Liz and today I've got back Jen. Um, hi Jen. Hello. How are um, you? She's come back to chat to me as promised to do a part two on the difference between living in New Zealand versus living in the UK. Um, if you didn't catch last week's episode, go back and listen to that. I'll put a link in the show notes. But just to quickly recap, Jen is um, a, a friend of mine. She's a, a hairdresser. She's been working, doing my hair for the last 10 years. We've become good friends and she went traveling. She fell in love with someone from the UK, from, from Bristol, did a lot of traveling, stayed in England and then came back to New Zealand. And she's back here now waiting for the lockdown to finish so that the, you can be back together with your partner. And we're talking about Jen's experience of growing up in New Zealand and living in New Zealand compared to how she saw um, the UK and, yeah, just how different it was. And I just wanted to talk to you, Jen, about housing because we get a lot of people saying, oh, the housing in New Zealand is just rubbish compared to England. What? what how do you feel about that? Oh, so... Housing in New Zealand, rubbish-wise, meaning they it's just, cold? Is that what you're meaning? I think they just a poorer standard is what they yeah. say. Sure, I shouldn't. I use that word so often. Rubbish is rubbish. <laughs> but it's just a British <laughs> thing. Um, but, yeah, just poorer standards, like, you know, cold, damp, just not as well built. Yeah, so the biggest difference, so it's quite interesting. When I went to England, you don't have front sections, really, or big backyards compared to what we have in New Zealand, right? When you buy... A house is normally one story quite often mm. and you have a big section front and back sometimes and you normally have a garage connected to your house as well. The older ones not so much. And so when I went back, when I went to England, sorry, it was walking down the streets all the houses are connected. Yeah, yeah. Like so I call them Lego homes because it's very different for me. Normally two-story, three-story, four-story depending on blows my mind that you could be living they're now you know what are they called dividing them so there'll be someone living above and someone below yeah, but I was yeah. lucky enough to be in a semi-detached home semi-detached yeah yes oh, so posh oh you must, must have some money <laughs> <laughs> so um and it was a two-story home we had a backyard which I'm very grateful for and we had like a little mini bit and you know also the litter boxes sorry I get yeah. so excited over like it's either you got really glamorous big litter boxes or it's through your door, the front door. Yeah. Blows my mind. Anyway. Yeah. And that, <laughs> that shocked us about New Zealand is like you don't, what, the postman doesn't come up to the front door or the post person, be politically, you know. Yeah, the, letter, the letter doesn't go the into letter the letter doesn't house. go into the house. Yeah, yeah. that was weird. So that's quite interesting having that difference as well. But, oh, my gosh, it's so warm in England. Like our new homes are different. Like you build a home in New Zealand – the double glazed windows and it, it is much nicer and warmer. But if we're thinking of anything built under 2000, it's cold. Mm. Like it's damp, like unless they're being done up. But 
there was no house standard almost, it feels, compared to when I go to England. I'm so used to wearing socks to bed. You don't wear socks to bed in England. It's too hot. You know, you've got – it's warm inside. I got told off for wearing my jersey, you know. Yeah. Uh, So you don't wear jerseys inside because it's really warm, but I'm naturally a colder person. But What's a jersey, Jen? (laughs) Go on, tell us what a jersey is. Is it, is it a jumper? What a do jumper. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I used to always get told off, what is a jersey? So it's a top layer sometimes with a hood or yeah. not. It's funny because growing up in England, a jersey, I love your words. I love all the, I've done a whole post on this on Kiwi slang words, but growing up in England, if you said jersey, it was, I always used to picture like a public school boy, like a little posh public school boy going to school. Did you, Brian? With a V-neck jersey. With a V-neck jersey. <laughs> and that is, so if you had a jersey, you were like really posh. But yeah, so it's funny how you refer to jersey as a, as a jumper. Yeah, a jumper, jumper or, yeah. or a sweater or a hoodie. A, a jersey I find is like an overall word for your top layer, yeah. but there probably is technical terms. But And the other thing as well, this won't apply to the Americans because Americans do say that, but we don't say yard. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, did I know, say yard before? Yeah, you said Oops. oh, we had backyards. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's, it's, it's from funny, living in it? Canada, I guess. Yeah, and like a yard to us. Well, is like, yeah, if you say a, a yard at the front or a yard at the back, it, it's it's that's concrete, concrete slab area surrounded oh. by brick walls. Yeah, that's a yard. Normally. Oh, so there is a yard in England, I guess. Yeah, there is a yard. There's definitely the word. They had yard. a back garden and a front garden. Yeah, yeah. but you I'm... don't call your garden a yard because a yard is a couple of concrete blocks with maybe where you'd put the bins. And like Brian said, high walls, uh, you know, surrounding it. Normally a terraced house in the town would have a yard at the back. Imagine Coronation Street at the back. Yeah, it wouldn't be. Like that sort of thing. You wouldn't class it as a garden at the back. So, yeah. So so when you were over there, did you think, oh, when you were over in England, so did you think, oh, the houses are, I know they're warmer, but it just, did you feel they were better or what? I don't know. It's different. You have washing machines in your kitchen, you know, like... Yeah, that's weird in New Zealand, how you have, like... No, we have our own room. So when I first went overseas, I was like, why is there a washing machine in your kitchen? (laughs) What is that doing there? (laughs) Like, you can't cross-contaminate. If you dream of moving to New Zealand, then you are going to love what I'm about to share with you. 12 years ago, when me and Bri emigrated to New Zealand, we were scouring the internet, trying to find any information that we could about what our life would be like when we got here. And basically all we had was YouTube. So we made this vow. We said, when we get to New Zealand, we're going to create something that we can share with others that answers those questions that you're so desperate to know about, like what is your life going to be like when you get here? And that's what I'm here to offer you today. We have created a five-day free, absolutely free video guide that shows you what it's really like to live in New Zealand. This stuff is unique and it is fabulous. You are not going to find it anywhere else on the internet. And like I say, it's absolutely free. You'll be sent a video every day for five days and you will know what it's like in New Zealand. So if you are interested, head over to my blog, which is www.itsadrama.com slash I love NZ. You are going to love it. Did you feel they were better or what? I don't know. It's different. You have washing machines in your kitchen. You know, like... Yeah, that's weird in New Zealand. How you have, like... No, we have our own room. So when I first went overseas, I was like, 
why is there a washing machine in your kitchen? <laughs> what is that doing there? <laughs> like, you can't cross-taminate. There's nothing to cross-taminate <laughs> with. What have we been doing this whole time? Why do we have a room? Now we, it's normally in the new houses in the garage. Yeah. Fantastic. In the garage, yeah. But quite often, every place I go to, it's the wash house, like all my farmhouses, it's outside. So sometimes, oh gosh, here we go. On, <laughs> on farmhouses, we have your living area, your bedrooms and your kitchen. And then quite often, you kind of go outside a little bit into the porch area and then there's the bathroom and kitchen bathroom toilet and laundry house yeah it's all like a separate bit and it's freezing it's always you have to go through it's either you generally go outside into the other rooms or you go through this cold kind of like a sunroom yeah it's cold and concrete but you're only talking in the winter right yeah it's freezing in the and it's not actually cold it's only because we have we don't have the correct insulation like they didn't build it to be hot or cold. They just built houses. I don't know mm. the correct terms you would know Yeah, the, the thing industry. Is they didn't have a standard, so they, had, they were timber frames, and they tended, because it was so expensive insulation, because it wasn't made in New Zealand, that they didn't bother with it because it's kind of temperate. You only need it for three months of the year, really, yeah. you know, maybe four months of the year. Uh, and so they didn't put it in. But So people who are renovating houses, like you say, once a renovated house has been done, it's all been insulated top and bottom and everything, then it's fine. But yeah. Mm. Yeah. Tell me the story of um, the kitchen. So like I say, go back and listen to her previous episode because you'll love it. But Jen was in lockdown in Bristol with her partner and her partner's family. And there's some really good stuff in that podcast about how she was digging her own vegetable patch and stealing all the woman's space for the freezer to put her celery sticks in. <laughs> But what, what, so yeah, you, so you're a vegetarian. Yes, I am. Yeah. And well, that's a bit freaky for a start. I bet that woman thought, oh my God, here we go. Not only is she digging over, over my garden, not only is she counting her celery sticks, but she's a veggie as well. But how, what, what you said that was easier. Tell me about that. What? Well, well, constantly I would always get asked, are you vegan or vegetarian? Yeah. And then can you have milk? Yes, no, yes. Like, do you eat cheese? No, do you? <laughs> constantly. But like, what about chicken? Can you yeah. have chicken? No, no, I can't. No, no, I can't eat meat, you know. But it'll be like, what about cheese? It's like, no, yes, I can have cheese if I want it. So, fish. Fish, is yeah. not veg- fish is not an animal, is it? <laughs> so it's interesting. But yes, when I was in England, oh, it's incredible, the supermarket. You have aisles of vegetarian meals. You know, you've got the freezer aisle where they already have pre-made meals, which is mind-blowing to me. So growing up in New Zealand, my parents are farmers. They just the fact that I'm a vegetarian. Oh, yeah, I bet. They are yeah. horrified. And still today, when I go home, my parents will make me a roast for Sundays. Beforehand, I used to just, all right, I'll just eat the vegetables. They would cook it in. You know, the roasts are incredible. They have the roast and they have the vegetables cooked in the roast meat. They would make the gravy from scratch. It's to die for. Delicious, yeah. Um, before I left, I'd still eat the vegetables, even though it was cooked in the meat. It wasn't great, but I I can't destroy their hearts. They're so excited that I'm coming over. Mm. And still today, my dad will buy us all pizzas when we go out to the beach. And they're all meat pizzas. Oh, you just pick off the meat, can't you? <laughs> I've now not doing that anymore. It's like, no, because I've been away from meat for so long, I can't just pick off the meat. You can still taste it. The reasons I've removed it. So getting sidetracked. But, yeah, so here I am in the supermarket and – there's aisles to choose from. It's mm. mind-blowing. I guess because there's more people and a lot more vegetarians and it's cheaper. I feel like I don't actually think the meat's cheaper in 
New Zealand as it is in England, but a lot of people go vegetarian in England because they can't afford it, right? Mm. Um, yeah. But that is another debate because I've come back. I still don't eat meat, but I've realised it is actually expensive in New Zealand as well. So I don't know. Yeah, but it's Which good. Way? Well, I'm not going to talk to you about this. I'm not going to say yeah. that. It's good. It's bloody well tasty. <laughs> you want to get some of those roast potatoes? Because no, we won't go down the veggie route. But yeah, so, but what was interesting to me was you said that your fa- the family, that your partner's mum and dad, they didn't use their kitchen very often. And no. So this is mind blowing to me. So Fancy that, right? <laughs> I know. I know. That's so true what Jen yeah. said. Go on. Yeah. Here I am in the kitchen. And they were they would come and be like, oh, you're using the kitchen again, you know? Like, I'm constantly I'm there for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I'm making I make porridge in the morning. I have my I make it was pasta and pesto sauces, or I'd make things gnocchi dinner. I'd make more food. They're like, you're constantly in the kitchen. Like, what are you doing in the kitchen now? Is what they'd always say. Um, and I'd be like, well, and then I started realizing his his mum. Oh, she's hilarious. So. She had three meals. Most days it was scrambled eggs in the microwave. Mm-hmm. I've never, ever seen scrambled eggs in the microwave before. And it would swell up and it would be the same size as the big cup she had in there and she'd <laughs> plonk it on her toast and she'd put some of that HP sauce on there and away well, she went. Nice stuff, that is. <laughs> hey, there you go. It's a proper breakfast. <laughs> no, but this is her dinner. It oh, blew my okay. mind. So... Or there'll be a jack of potatoes, you know. Oh, that's nice. That was frozen. So here I am. If I was going to make a jack of potato, it'll be from out of the garden or a fresh potato, and then you make it. Hang on. She bought a frozen jack of potato? Yes. Mind-blowing. You can buy everything in England. I didn't know you could buy a frozen jack of potato. Yeah, you put it in the microwave for two minutes and it's done. Oh, no. That's, That's ridiculous. Looks the same. Does it? Yeah, didn't I refuse lovely to. crispy? There's a thing in England. Oh, the cans. Oh, every day she would come home and show me a new can item because she laughed so much because I was horrified of what you can get in a can. Corn beef in a can. You know, corn. Hey, like, don't got... be saying anything about corn beef, young lady. <laughs> corn beef ash. That's my favourite. That. <laughs> Everything comes in a can. Yeah. yeah. You can get potatoes in a can. What can't you hear? Can you not in New Zealand? I don't. I don't think I've ever seen. You, you can uh, potatoes. It's, it's it's like Jen says. It's the the choice over there. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. It, it the ready meals. It's unbelievable. It's yeah. just ready meal after ready meal after ready meal. As if like you haven't got enough time to cook. Although it takes you buy the ready meal and it takes you twenty five minutes to defrost it or heat it up in the microwave because you've got to keep stirring it every three minutes. It's quicker to make it. Yeah. Here's the thing, Jen. Here's the thing. So. <laughs> Here's the thing. So in England, so let's say the UK, they're really house proud people. They are. They just, everything is about the house. Yep. What worktop they've got, what fridge they've got, what units they've got. I mean, what like, what, got yeah, what everything. It's all about what they've got to have the, you know, what, what, what their house is. New Zealand, I find not to be so much so. You can, we'll talk about it in a minute, but that's, that's just that, that I think. But... What is the point in having that beautiful fancy kitchen with a Miele oven and the na 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 and the granite worktop and the induction hob? And what you're going to do is go out and eat ready meals or microwave potatoes. What's the point? <laughs> and then you look at New Zealand on the other side. Oh, yeah, a bit rough and ready. Okay, we've just got bloody, you know, washing machine out in the shed and it's freezing and all the rest of it. But at least you're eating proper food. Real food. Yeah, at least you're spending time in that kitchen. And living and just, you know, just making stuff. 
I know what I'd rather be doing. Well, their kitchens are beautiful. It was such I a beautiful kitchen. I think that's why they keep going, oh, she's in the kitchen yeah. again. <laughs> and that's the <laughs> thing, isn't it? The kitchen, the kitchen we, they've lived there for almost 30 years and they would only cook in there on a Sunday and then the rest they would eat out or they have, um, like you said, those ready meals. And they are to die for. Like they are incredibly made because when I first seen those, I'm not eating that. Yeah. I don't know where that, who's made that, what chemicals are in there. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what's going on. But a lot of them were, they would be like, they'd make them fresh that morning. Blew my mind. Who's got that much time? Mm. There's jobs for everything in England. Anyway. Do you think the New Zealand, um, do you think, hang on, let me just remember what I was just going to say because I've got 50 wobble brain. Um, Do you think that, oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Hang on. No, it's gone. Oh, well, you, you have you have the you have the ready Welcome meals. To your 50s, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just going to say. Oh no, let's come back. Do you think that's a common? I know you grew up on a farm, and obviously you're going to be. You know, you've told us before about how you go around to your great grandmas and everything, and you pick out the vegetables for the week, and you make your own food because you've you've brought us beautiful cakes and everything, and you. Is, are you an exception? Or would you say, is it, do you, all your friends, you know, do they, would they be like you? I'd say 80% are like me. 20% could be, would you call it the more modern way of living, maybe? And what would that be, like ready meals or? Yeah, or easy meals. You know, you can get the freezer aisle, you get lots of things frozen now, and mm. it's just a different way of living. But I feel quite a lot of people still make their own biscuits and their cakes and but in England oh my god the cake aisle <laughs> but the scary thing it lasts for like a month I checked the dates does. on there blow yeah. what yeah what those the caterpillars <laughs> well I think oh yeah the yeah. caterpillar cakes yeah. is it um what's its name Ian no no I don't know what I don't know what it's and called hilarious when I sing that I was like oh my god I can have one of those and they bought it and it got to be in the cupboard for a week oh but it's still fresh in that hot house. How is that possible? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> as in New Zealand, we tend to make everything from scratch, and we have a cake aisle, but it's not like the much better now. I find, but you can always taste the difference. You can, you There's, can taste the difference. It's yeah, and I think that's a really, really good point. Is like they, you do. New Zealanders do. They just going back to what you were saying in the previous episode about you just. Use what you've got and you make it and it's just, in England it's it's too easy to just think, it's not that, you know, like you say. But you frozen you can buy potato. a cake for six pounds, Bloom, it's $12. I know. For a cake to buy all the ingredients here. Exactly. It's like, I love it though. Don't get me wrong, I love making cakes and I still, like, it's what I love doing. But it costs a lot and I don't think people realise when I was in England making all these things for everyone, how much effort. Like, people appreciate it here. It's different because in England you can just buy a six-pound cake Mm. that's beautiful and you can put it on the table and that's amazing. Everyone appreciates it the same. Compared to in New Zealand, there used to be a bit of a stigma about it. I don't know if it still is, but for we have shared lunches at school, right, and all the parents would be, I'm sure, stressing of who's going to make the better biscuits this year and, would put it on. We always have shared lunches for something at school. So everyone will bring along their shared lunch, biscuits and homemade cakes. And there'll be lots of things on the table, sausage rolls and mm. the traditional rolled up 
cheese and bread. Yeah. Anyway, so we'll eat those. And there's always there's always like a little bit of a competition, I feel, with the parents of who made the better biscuits or cakes, right? And if anyone bought biscuits, they'd always go fast because the kids are so excited that they got squiggles or whatever the Tim Tams would be. Yeah. But the parents were like, oh, who bought the biscuits? (laughs) (laughs) Like, who was lazy and didn't, you know, bake this morning or last night? So it's interesting that stigma about it that we have here. But Mm. overseas, I feel like if you made a cake, it's like, oh. Well, that's that's it. We we remember the shared lunches when the kids did go to school originally. here in, in New Zealand, and it would be a shared lunch, and we would, I'd get a bag of crisps, <laughs> tip it out, put some put some uh, cling wrap around it, which yep. doesn't go down too well yeah. these days, and like you say, bought bought some biscuits for them. There you yeah, go. yeah. Take them in on a few oh, plates. the kids love it though. The kids are super excited that they get to have chips and bought biscuits compared to the homemade stuff. Yeah, but the other parents would be like. Oh, who bought that? Like, <laughs> did you did you find in England that they ate like? Because it just reminded me when you said chips, um, oh, crisps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so crisps are sorry, chips. Hang on, crisps are chips. Crisps <laughs> are chips in New Zealand, aren't they? Yep. And hot chips are French fries. French fries. We would call just chips. Yeah. So it's very confusing. And um, but did you because growing up in England, like we never had much money, and so we probably had egg and chips about seven nights a week um, and sometimes like you know when my mum got paid we'd have gammon and chips with a bit of pineapple <laughs> on top um, but do you find did you find I'm just curious this has got nothing to do with the podcast <laughs> do they still eat lots of chips <laughs> they do eat lots do of they? chips they do they love it on I heard one of your podcasts about the vinegar yeah uh, and I've got a couple of you know I work with two English and they think about pickles and vinegar <laughs> yeah why? Yeah, yeah. Oh, anything yeah. pickled. They love yeah. like yeah. just pickles. Anything pickled, they love it. It's the saltiness of it. But I can't stand it. And when we go to get fish and chips, when we were in England and Bristol, we'd go sit by the this is adorable fish and chip shop there, and you go sit by the bridge, and it's got a beautiful view and watch the sunset. Aww. And oh, there would always be an argument to make sure the vinegar doesn't go on my side. Really? I can't have soggy <laughs> chips. Like, that's not acceptable. But he loves it. And you can, blew my mind, you can get little mini um, vinegar sachets. Yeah, like sachets, yeah. Oh, my gosh. You can buy everything mini. Oh, that gets yeah. me on a whole other subject yeah, in yeah. England. You can buy mini Coca-Colas. Yeah. You don't get, like, there's mini and normal, but there's, like, it's perfect for rum and Coke. It's, like, the perfect size. It is. It's mini, mini. Yeah. Oh, okay, oh, like a little tiny It's can. a tiny one. Yeah. And then the mini yogurts, you know, yogurts, yeah. you would say. Yeah. Um, oh, everything's mini. I, I lost it because I love mini things. Honestly, when I first went through the supermarkets, people thought I was crazy. <laughs> so going from New Zealand then, so going from where you value, you've already said that you value just creating things for people, making a cake and, you know, that that is just, spending time in your garden it just from what the impression that I'm getting from you is that you had or you have living in New Zealand more time to do those things see I don't know where I get the time from Uh, neither do I because you work full time so when are you bloody well making all these what are they called bliss balls bliss balls my cheesecake yeah so I don't know where we get this feeling of we don't have time like 
everyone has time to do anything they want to in their life, right? We yeah. all get the same amount of time in a day mm-hmm. and we all get so stressed out of what we do. We put too many – I can do an allergy for you later, but you can you put too many eggs in your basket. Yeah. And then you don't prioritise what you want to do. And for me, baking is it's not high in the prioritise, but I meal prep every week. And I don't know many people that do do that because I am so busy. Mm. Like I do so much. I see so many people – I work full time and I need to eat healthy and I don't want to be buying takeaways or. What are you busy doing? What, 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 doing what, what? do I, this is a thing. I go to the gym every day. Right. I work. I have a very social life. What do you um, do in your social life? Oh dear. Depending on the people I hang out with, I've got a whole range of people. So I like hiking. Right. I hike a lot. Just did the Tongariro crossing a couple of weekends ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I swim. As soon as the sun's out, like. I bought my togs in the car if you guys want to go swimming after. Like, <laughs> don't, and- don't, don't start freaking Brian out. <laughs> go on, carry on. <laughs> so um, I swim. Yeah. I, well, plus my partner's in England, so I have to take time out for calling him, right? We've got yeah. a 13-hour difference currently. So it's normally an hour in the morning or 30 minutes, and I'll talk to him while putting my makeup on. Mm-hmm. So I wake up, say, if I'm going to the gym at 5.30 or I'll wake up at 7, 6.30, depending, get up. I make my breakfast from scratch normally and then have, I have my shower. I call him, I'm putting my makeup on, clothes are on, drive to work. At work and I work 9 to 8 or whatever my hours will be. And I'm currently house-sitting. I love animals, so I'll try, do as much as I can, walk, run. Mm. What else? I sew and I bake. Oh, God. Don't. Block your ears, Brian. Block your ears. <laughs> hey? She's showing off. <laughs> and yeah, just hanging out with my family. Like if anyone wants me to be somewhere, I'll be there. I know, because this is your day off and I asked you to come and do this podcast and you're like, yep. If that was me, I would have gone, because I, I said to Brian, I bet she cancels because I left you at the hairdresser yesterday and I'm like, Jen, will you come and do a podcast? And you're like, yeah, sure, that'd be really nice. I'll, I'll message you and, and let you know. Now, if that was me, Jen... And any other British person, they'd go, yeah, that sounds great. Get in the car, be like, no, no way. (laughs) Uh, Oh, sorry, my cat's just died. I can't make it tomorrow. But let's catch up another time. Bye. And that'll be it. And then you'd never do it. So you have come over here on your day off to record this podcast, which I hugely appreciate. But, and I know you haven't got kids, so maybe that is, but even so, you're working all those hours. So... You've got this lovely lifestyle in New Zealand, and you have, haven't you? I know you're busy, and I know you work hard. I know you, and we have conversations. I know what you've got going on. But you still manage to prioritise, like you said, these lovely things like swimming in the sea with your dad and making the cakes with your grandma and, you know, just those lovely things, hanging out with your family and your friends. How did that feel compared to the UK when you went over there and they were all just eating ready meals and, and I know you were in lockdown, so that was might be a little bit different, but But the thing is people work if you so people in England don't do anything during the week. They they may go to the pub after work, but Monday to Friday, you know, I found people don't tend to go out. No. So definitely not. After as soon as you get home, you have dinner. And you watch TV. Yeah. So I don't watch TV. We have a TV in my flat. I have never watched it unless I put on YouTube to do an exercise or um, I play games with my friends via, have you heard of Jackbox TV? 
Yeah, yeah, I have. So Love he's it. told me about it. It's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. So I played that and I put that through the TV. So that's the only time I use it. Um, so watching TV was interesting because that's what most people do in England. They oh, sit yeah. down and they watch TV. I've never watched so much TV in my entire life. Have you seen that programme, The Royal Family? No. Well, have you not seen it? Oh, you've got to watch that. <laughs> you've got to watch that with Caroline Hearn. I mean, she's... She, she like, there's even... Oh, Google Box or something? People watching TV, recording, watching yeah. TV. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's like Sky, a Sky, Sky Box, isn't it, which you can record live TV and watch it later. And that's not just because no. of lockdown, no, no. Jen. No, 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 no. No, no. No. There is a programme that you watch of people watching shows. Yeah. Oh. You watch other people watching TV. Mind-blowing. boring And it's hilarious. Be? And there's a lot of dating shows on... Like, I've never watched so much TV in my life. Like, I've never. But I was in lockdown. I was stuck there. I was still, I was running and exercising twice a day or doing a lot while I could. And I would try not to watch TV. And I did puzzles. You know, I got the puzzles mm. out and I was baking all the time in England. But Winding the mum up, being in the kitchen yep, so yep. much. <laughs> using all the freezer space. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's, but in England, everyone's somehow too busy to do anything. Like, I'd ask if anyone wants to go out after. And quite often people do say they'll come. But they cancel last minute. Of course they do, yeah. It's heartbreaking. So for me, when someone asks me something, I will I will get back to you. And people think I'm probably being rude because I am very busy. Or I'll be like, yes, I believe I'm free tomorrow. Like, mm. let me see. And I do turn up and everyone's like, oh, I didn't think you were going to turn know. up. <laughs> no, I, I honestly didn't think you would. And do you think that's – sorry, are you going to say something, Brian? No, I just uh, – I'm not even funny, Dan. We, we plugged our aerial out of our TV 20 years ago in the UK. And people looked at us like we had two heads and said, like, what is wrong with you? How can you survive without a television? And this is like, you can. And I'll tell you what, was... Jen, I've got a, a, a sewing needle in that garage. <laughs> a little roll of cotton, haven't I, Brian? <laughs> yeah, but it's there, you know. <laughs> if you want to use it, it's there. Yeah. It's there. Sonny I know how to thread a needle, yeah. all right. Sonny, Sonny took a pair of his jeans around that had a rip in them. And, took them to my mum. Took them to the little bugs because this is like, no. <laughs> yeah, well, I blame my mum. She never taught me. That's why. But um, oh, now you've made me lose my trail of thought. What were we talking about? About the um, about the TV? Yeah. So the lifestyle's different. So busy, being busy during your day is yeah. Like I'd say I'm busy. I've got multiple things. There's other people they're working. Oh yeah, and they have the ready-made meals. So yeah. they're not even cooking their meals. That's what I was going to say to you though. Going back to the. This is a big, I think this is a big culture difference between the New, New Zealand and the UK is New Zealanders, if they say they're going to do something, they 99% do it. Like you've just said. Yeah. If they won't, if they don't want to do it, they just say, no, I'm sorry, I can't make that. I wonder why that is. Why do we lie? Why are we lying when we're, oh yeah, I'll be there. Oh yeah. Look forward to it. Bye. Yep. Never turn up. It has changed a little bit though. So I find the younger generation say they'll be there and then cancel last minute. And I've, I've never experienced this before as since coming back. People can overcommit quite a lot here now. But it never used to be. If someone said they'll be there, they'll be there. And they may be like five minutes late because they're doing other things. But it's interesting where in England they do agree even if they don't want to. Yeah. Just to keep you happy. But if you talk is. to a European, they instantly say no. It's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. New Zealanders don't like to say no and they t 
tend to overcommit, but they still try to get there and they will. But they're probably stressed and they're doing lots of other things. Yeah. But I love the Europeans for no. Mm. And you get yeah, and you get taken back like oh yeah, yeah. oh, oh you, really? You got better things to do? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, so that's really interesting, isn't it? Just that whole. Uh, the other thing I wanted to ask you about is driving because in yesterday's in the last podcast that we did, rather, you talked about how you learned to drive when you were seven or something, weren't you? Like little, yeah. driving your tractor. Um, and I know Brian's going to have something to say about this because he is quite an angry person on the road. But he, we, we get a lot of questions about people who say there's road rage in England. Uh, sorry, in New Zealand. They're like, oh, yeah, well, what about the road rage? It's not that perfect, is it? And I'm like, hang on, what? Now, me and Brian disagree on this because Brian tends to think that there is a bit of road anger. Let's not say rage. It's not rage. Not road, no, like it's not road rage where people get out of cars. I mean, I've heard of that once or twice here, but you hear it a lot in the UK. But I always find that the Kiwi drivers are not... Um, they're not very considerate about letting you pull out or... Yeah, I agree okay. with that. Okay, that 100% I agree with going to Auckland... People letting you in, that was amazing. Yeah. You know, but in New Plymouth, merge like a zip. Like, what was going on there? Yeah. Sorry, and pulling in and out. Yeah. But road rage, I don't think, I don't really hear horns getting honked here or. No, no I don't either, Jen. You, you can sometimes get the, a little beep at the traffic lights if you're literally one and a half seconds late. <laughs> yeah. <because> yeah. <laughs> people, people need to get That's not the Kiwi way, is it? No, but. <laughs> I just think, you know, you, if you, I've, I've said this before, you pull out at a, at, a, at a junction or intersection, whatever you want to call it, and there's bags of space, but you see the back end of the car who's coming along the road go down as if, like, what did, why did you pull out? And I, I've caught you up, like, already. And it's just like, no, if you stayed at the same speed, it would have it would have yeah. been fine. But it's almost like that, just a little bit, they get a little bit naughty in the car. Excuse me, I'm sorry, I can't stand it. I can't, hold my, I can't hold my tongue. We were just coming back from town this morning. We pull up to the traffic lights and there's three cars sitting at, well, no, two. I did no, Brian. I did. did it for an experiment. Yeah, what that. sort of experiment is that? Well, have you ever noticed oh. that when you pull up at the traffic lights, <laughs> Kiwis actually want to see the white line? It's like they don't pull up to the white line because they don't come from a place like, like say, in England where everyone's getting, they need to get all that space up so it can all get through the next traffic, you know, tra everybody changes. So I pulled up to the line. And yeah, revving, like, revving your I, engine. Revving yes, you were, like, rum, rum, rum. But all of a sudden, you've, you've gone ahead of them and then they creep up. Have you ever noticed that? I don't just do it. No, she fun. hasn't because she doesn't do it, Brian. Yeah. It's only you that does that. Even though they're both going left and right. And I'm going straight on. But yeah. They want to get in front of you. Yeah. And what about when you're pulling away? That's what I said to you. It's like, oh, oh. you really can't, you can. No, I did that. That's, that's, that's the voice that I make. Yeah. It's just like blasts his foot down onto the thing. So he pulls away really quick. And I'm like, it's like, what's that all about? These, that's these testosterone. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I don't. So we've got this thing going on, but maybe it's just new. I've, well, we've driven in Auckland and Wellington and I've never, I've never experienced have you? Definitely not road Any rage. road rage? No road rage. I've never really, no, I feel like we're very kind of calm drivers, but it is quite funny since coming back and realising people don't really pull up to the white line as such and do, they do leave a little bit more space here and there, yeah. but it is the pulling out 
scenario that is quite difficult and they don't really let people win. No, no. And I don't understand I what start. that's about. I don't but it's, I feel like it's actually better since being back for the letting in point of view, I think, because there's a lot more people living in New Plymouth that maybe weren't originally from here. Mm. So I found the driving's actually being a lot better since being back. Yeah. But I used to be like a little bit of a speedy Godzilla, really. So the if you're at the traffic light and it's you and one other car, on the we've got two one-way systems. Yeah. You always have to check if the other car, if you make eye contact, it's technically like a little bit of a race. Oh, really? Who gets to the lights first, right? Like you're stopped, it's whoever takes off and then it finishes because there's speed limit, right? So, but there's constantly, if you look over and the other person looks back, whoever takes off first kind of wins secretly without, there's no real. And because I've always got a swift, they take off quite fast, but in the long run, they're never going to (laughs) win. It's a little engine. But so I used to always do that. But um, no road rage, I definitely feel like we are quite calm drivers. It's just the letting in thing emerging Yeah, is kind of In England, I don't know why. They'll always let you out. They'll always go, like, wave their hand, like, go on, mate, you know, you can go. But then they'll abuse you after, won't they? It's interesting. Yes, exactly. Cyclist in England. So I don't understand why the English hate cyclists. It's like a whole, it, it should be a club, really. It's, yeah. They get full-on road rage. As soon as they, they see a bicycle, they just lose it. Yeah. I've been in the car with multiple people and they just get so angry that there's a cyclist on the road. And I'm like, you should be proud they're being fit. Yeah. yeah. You know? Actually, now you've said it, I can hear someone, I'm not going to mention who, you know who, <laughs> saying, you know, it's, this is for cars, get off. Well, it's you actually, but no. <laughs> <laughs> I used to ride my bike in in Bath uh, and try and ride ride it home. And I had to stop because that many wing mirrors, you know, just side mirrors on the car would hit my handlebar. Oh, my gosh. And you were just like, I'm going to die doing this. You know, and I wasn't, I never used to ride aggressively. I would literally be as close as I could to the the curb. And it was, but some cyclists drive aggressively to make you move out. Because uh, most people don't give them enough room, and that's why they drive like that, and that's when people then get annoyed, don't they? And it's just. Do you know what I think? I think if you before anyone passes their test, because I ride. I've told you, didn't I? I've started riding my bike up and down this road now because you know to try and get fit. Before anyone passes a car test, they should be made to spend a month riding a bike yeah, around that least. town. Yeah. yeah, and on all the roads, and you see what it's like because they don't give you enough room when they pass you in New Zealand. Even on these roads, they're like you know. I mean, saying these roads, this is a single track. Yeah, we live on in the country, and there's a single track, but it's a hundred k road, yeah, isn't it? And you're cycling along, and I've got my high vis on. You can see me, and some of the people, they're just like so. You know, when you can feel the hairs on the back of your <laughs> neck just blow, and you're like, oh my god. You know, yeah. So, I think everyone should be made to because when you have ridden a bike, you know how much room those people yeah. need, don't you? You know, it's like. Um, but going back to road rage, this is what I can never understand is, you know, these people that are saying this. And this is people from Britain saying it as well, actually, not from America. This is from people from England and Scotland and stuff. And so, you know, about the road rage. I'll never forget. I'll just tell you a quick story. I'll never forget being in Bath. The kids were tiny. I just finished work. I had like a burger wagon thing, like a, 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 a you bacon know, a bacon butty coffee thing that I started and I was running and um, the kids were small and I'd closed up, kids were in the car and I was trying to get home. So it was about 4.30, quarter to five. Um, and we were coming across Bath. The traffic was horrendous, literally bumper to bumper to bumper. And 
son, it must have been Tessa because she's little, needed a wee. And she was just like, mommy, I'm going to do it. And, and she was a baby, like, you know. And the, it, was, it was bumper to bumper to bumper. So we weren't going anywhere. And I just said, no, 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 can you just wait, darling? Oh, no, no, mommy, I'm going. And she started crying. And I thought, you know, we're all sitting in traffic anyway. We're not going anywhere. I had a potty in the back of the thing. I whipped out the car. I got out the car. We're sitting in traffic, not moving. Sat her on the potty. She did a wee, put her back in the car. Job done. The guy, <laughs> about two cars down... Gets out of his car. Do you remember this guy? He gets out of his kids cam. They've never forgotten it. He gets out of his car, bangs on my window and said, it's people like you that we're all screaming in my face. People like you. This is why we're in this mess. You know? And it's just like, you know, you just, I just, oh. And Sonny has never forgotten that. He said, do you remember that time on me when? Oh, no. And it was awful. You talk about road rage. Hello, <laughs> you know. Yeah, but it, it, can you imagine doing that in New Zealand? You would never, ever, 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 ever have anyone say that to you in New Zealand. No. Never, no. ever, ever. Would you, Jen? No. No. Never. And you don't really do road rage in the US because most people have guns, so you don't. Do <laughs> oh my god! Everyone's like, don't say a word. Yeah. yeah. So no, I, I'm glad that you agree on that because I've always said it, and I know, like you say, about the merging and the the not considerate to let you out, but no. I think it's just a small syndrome. You know, we've never really had to deal with having many people here. So yeah. it's very it's the same with escalators, you know, going, I love overseas that they have one side that you walk up on the other side, you can stand there. Incredible. We have one yes. escalator, people stand in the middle of it. Yeah. That's so like, true. Yeah, I need to yeah. get places, please. Yeah. It's, it's, it yeah. is. It's like it? when you're on the tube, you're coming up an escalator there and you, you stand to the, the right and the people just walk up the left yeah. or whatever it is. And that's such a good idea. I right, love it. You go, mm. yeah, yeah. You're not going to do anything. But. Would you agree that the, the New Zealanders, it's living in New Zealand is a calmer way of life than it is in, in the UK? 100%. Yeah. Yes. Definitely a lot calmer. Like, Why would you say that is? I, f I don't want to say we're a little more humble. We're just kind of, I feel like back to basics a little bit more. We don't, don't we all stress still. We're all, we're all learning to deal with certain things like that. But I feel like, is it because we've got so much more space? We don't have as much people around maybe. Yeah. And you can, the way of life, like I said, you hang out with your family in the weekend rather than going shopping and you kind of, you have your de-stresses, like you're out in nature a lot more. I feel like. Maybe is that why? I think so. I think so. We're not watching TV as such or mm. I feel like that could be the reason we could be a bit more calmer. But I don't know if calm is the correct word to be using. No, I don't. I don't that, I'm sorry I use that, but I don't know what the other word is, but it does feel calmer. Yeah. It, 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 it just, yeah, I don't know what the word is either. It's similar. I, I went to Rarotonga, hilarious. Instead of security guards, they had a man with a ukulele welcoming you in. <laughs> You know, that's, oh, that's a whole nother level of island time. You know, they do everything. I'll see you around one. You know, you'll be there, at, you know, me. I'll be there at one, quarter to one. You know, one thirty, he rocks up like, hey, how are you? I, You know, I was getting married. I needed, you know, uh, what's going on here? Like, we need uh, things to be planned. Yeah. It was interesting. So, and in New Zealand, since being back, I've realised, you know, how we, oh, do I say this? When you... Look at the Cook Islands, you know, there is a different way of life there and they don't 
have McDonald's and everything else. And it is, it's a whole other level of calmness. It's interesting. Mm. And then since being in England, I feel like when I was there, I people think of New Zealand as how we look at the Cook Islands because it's an island and it's we don't have much here. And quite often I got asked, do you have a McDonald's? <laughs> and one day I got asked, do you guys wear clothes? <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Of course we wear clothes. But when I think about it, when you think of New Zealand and you see um, anything on TV, it is quite often we have the kapahaka groups, right? Yeah. And they are in their, the grass skirts and what people would call them. And maybe they do think that's how we live here, which is quite hilarious. And someone yeah. asked, do we have music? And I was just horrified this oh. day where I got asked, first of all, do we have McDonald's? Do we wear clothes? And I was like, I should have played along with it. It would have been hilarious. Yeah. But yeah. it is interesting to think of what do people actually think of New Zealand? I know. And it's amazing. We did, we did a whole episode on this, didn't we, about the misconceptions. <laughs> and it's quite funny because on YouTube people thought it was like um, us saying it, like, you know, but it, um, people have said those things to us. You know, they were like, so is there a bridge going from Auckland to Australia? And it was just like, the, the, honestly, and you couldn't make it up. That's the, the, amazing, isn't it? It is. So, yeah, it's quite interesting realising how small we actually are in New Zealand, but we are the same size as landmass the same yeah. as the UK yeah, yeah but we are you know it takes a lot longer to drive from A to B because we don't have straight roads and mm. um I feel like in that instance we have terrible roads we actually do oh, we need New better Zealand. yeah mm. when I've been driving around you know we have a lot of potholes <laughs> mm. yeah we do but, but don't you find Jen that when if you if you did much driving in the UK <clears throat> excuse me it used to be around about 60 mile an hour that people would drive along and as an average sort of speed, 50, 50 to 60. And then it just seemed to drop to about, price of fuel went up and it seemed to drop to about 40 miles an hour, even though the speed limit was 60. So it would just take you just as long as you get somewhere, if not longer than what it would here, where everybody still drives at, at least 100k here, don't they? You know, maybe pushing 110. Yeah. Um, I don't know, that's just an observation, but yeah, the mm. roads do feel a lot because it uses the hot mix over there, don't they? And everything's, it's like driving around in Cornwall, everything's just shingle roads. Yeah. Yeah. Mind you, we haven't got cars here. We've only got horse and carriages. Yeah, well, oh, yeah, yeah. We all walk up We have, down you know, our our a waka to get from A to yeah, B, our boats, exactly. you know. <laughs> Who needs roads when we've got our waka? What's a plane? Okay, so just, what's the one thing I was just going to say to you? Um, Oh, because I just feel like I don't want to let you go again. But, you know, <laughs> um, yeah, well, the really interesting thing was as well is, um, how are we doing for time? Sorry. The really interesting thing was is when I never forget coming over to New Zealand with Tess. Um, before we moved over here, emigrated, I came over here with Tess on holiday with my mum to see my sister. So Brian had never been over here and I'd just been on holiday. And Tess was, well, how old was she? Three? Three, yeah, or four or something like that. Yeah, I think she was four. We got back into Heathrow after coming to New Zealand. This is to, just to give you two comparisons, right? So we, got, we get back into Heathrow and the lady that was on the, you know, immigration. immigration that lets you back in, she looked at Tess and she said, Who, who's she? And I said, that's my daughter. Like, but she didn't say it in a nice way. She's like pointed at Tess and I went, who's she? You know, and I said, that's my daughter. 
She said, she said to me, bearing in mind Tess was three or four. Was she three? Four. She was four. Yeah, because she could talk properly and everything, couldn't she? She was four. Yeah, she, was. she said to me and my mum, stand aside. And she took Tessa, she stood Tessa, and she started saying to her, what's your name? How old are you? Who's that lady? And Tessa said, it's my mummy. She went, okay. And then we were allowed through. Wow. It was horrible. Absolutely horrible. I don't know why. I don't know if they still do that. I don't know if there was something going on in the country at the time. But imagine being on holiday in New Zealand, coming back, and that's how you were treated when you come back into your, your home, your home, your home yeah. country. In comparison, we go around the world with the kids, spend a year going around the world. We come back to New Zealand, didn't we, Bri? Mm -hmm. And the guy on the immigration, he looks at our passport and he said, welcome home, guys. Oh. oh. <laughs> Can you imagine? I was. Oh, mm. We were just at Tess in Auckland Airport. There's the big mouldy um, the carving. Carving. Oh. And she went up and she was kissing it. She's like, <laughs> oh, I'm so glad to be home. You know, it's just like, yeah, it was just, and that is, there you go. That's the difference, you know? Yeah. And I don't mean to like be horrible or say, but that was that's a real life experience that we had, and it's just that sort of sums it up, doesn't it, Brian? Yeah. Have you got a have you got a, a British passport? No. No. So how did you get on with working over there? So we have a quite a good scheme for traveling from New Zealand to England. So they have the working holiday visa that you can do. Yeah. And so I have that. So it's still currently running until December. Yeah. So which is, if everything clears up, means I can go back. Otherwise. Yeah, hopefully Mike can come here. But so how is it? It's easy to work in England. Right. I feel like because of my skill as a hairdresser, I've been doing it for a decade now. So it's mm. kind of, I found it quite easy to get a job mm. in my own field. But yeah. One last question before you go, and then I promise I'll let you go because this is your day off and you're spending it talking to me. But one last question. So you're a hairdresser in New Zealand. You've been a hairdresser since you were 16 and you went over to the UK. You went over to Bristol in England and you worked in a hairdressing salon. Mm -hmm. what, was the, what was it like? What is the workload? How was it working in a British salon, an English salon to a, a New Zealand salon? What was it like? Oh. So I moved, travelled a bit, and then I got uh, one of the top salons in Bristol, which is... Um, Bono Mini is where I was working mm -hmm. and it's different it's so different well the work itself is the same we do the same beautiful hair um, my way of cutting is a little bit different like in England it's all you cut wet quite a lot the buddy system that you have where the apprentices do a lot which we have it's very similar here but it's a little bit different because I don't always finish off the clients they you have to pay extra to be able to get blow dried. And it's all about the beautiful blow waves in England, right? Is here I cut wet or dry and we personalize differently. Like quite often we curl your hair or we blow dry and smooth it. We do, it's just different the way we finish the hair. Mm. Um, but the work-life balance, that's hard. Like I found, you know, like, oh, I'd love to have a next weekend off. Well, you're not having that off. So mm. why not? Well, we've got, you know, there was, maybe 16 other staff members, if I let you have a day off, then someone else would want a day off. Mm. As here, like, um, I, do ha I do have a really beautiful job and I love it so much for the fact that it's a beautiful day today, right? I only had a couple of clients this afternoon. I don't know why I'm being chock-a-block this whole week. 
I only had two people and I move them so I can have the day off. Mm. Wow. I call them and be like, hey, it's a, am I able to move you to tomorrow or next week? And people in New Zealand are really like, yeah, sure. Like my clients know me. They love me. Yep. They will move to most of the time. Mm. So now I get the day off, I'm going to go swimming. Like yeah. <laughs> the work life, I um, work the hours I want, so I choose. So I can change it week to week. So sometimes I work 40 hours, 50 hours, 30 hours, 20, whatever I want. Like last two weeks ago, I worked for two days. Mm. And that's crazy, right? But I make it up by working extra hours the following week. Yeah. And yeah. long as I prepare and I'll work with my clients. So if someone wants me to stay later, I'll stay later if I can or able to. Mm. So compared to England, I got told my hours. I was working crazy hours as well, actually, especially after COVID, we were working shift patterns. So, And then to get there and travel there, you have to add that all in, right? Like I was getting up at 5.30 in the morning just to get ready to go to work, Yeah, travel there. And then sometimes I wasn't getting home till 10 at night. Mm. And for me, with my lifestyle, that doesn't work well for me. I want to be I want to be able to exercise. I want to have coffee dates with people. I want to be able to, like, choose to have a long lunch breaks. Mm. I remember before I went traveling, if I had a random gap for a couple of hours, I could go home and have a nap. I can go home and have a swim. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and come back to work. It's just a different lifestyle. Like, depending on your job that you have, right, like if you have an office job, you can kind of change it around to start earlier so you can finish at three to pick up your children yeah. or you can go surfing, you know. Like, I know – we do live in a surfy town though, right? So mm. a lot of people change their hours just so they can fit in with their lifestyle. And I find that's huge in New Zealand. I don't know if you guys find that. Yes, yeah. Yeah, no, we do it even, you know, I, I, I always have a guy working for me and he, his kids would play rugby, you know, for the school or whatever it was. And he was like, I need three hours off today. And you just go, Yep, even though my business partner would be like, well, that's not right, and because he, he was English. Mm. And I'm like, oh, that's the work-life balance here, you know? Mm. And he'll make it up. Yeah. Or if he doesn't, so what? You know, we lose three hours, but he's happy. Yeah, we give we difference. give and take here. Yeah. So yeah. my employers know I will work really hard to mm. do what I need to do, but they give us the freedom to be able to live the life we want to pursue. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I feel that's a huge thing here. We give and take a lot. And we don't exactly expect anything back either, which is quite interesting. I find with this new generation, they're a lot more, they take a lot more mm. compared to what we're used to. But yeah, I find I love the work-life balance here. I miss that a lot, especially when I'm like, I'd love to have some time off. And they instantly just say no. Mm. They don't even want to know what's happening in your life. They don't care why you want that time off. Yeah. The same with like maybe if you've got a funeral on, here people are like, oh, how much time do you need off? Or it's really hard. Or maybe you're just not feeling well. You know, mm. you need a mental day off. Sometimes yeah. they allow you to have yeah. that here, which is incredible, and you're supported compared to overseas. It's like, well, you better be at work tomorrow at 8.30. Yeah. <laughs> no, I agree. And, and you end up, you find that out that you don't ask for a day off when you're in the UK. You just throw a sickie. I was going to say, yeah. And that's what you do, don't you? Because... I, you know they're not going to give you the day off. So you're just like, I don't feel well. I'm not coming yeah. into that. Fun. So oh, why don't of, you guys tell me that before I left? That would have been perfect. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that that's a really common thing. It's yeah. just like, yeah, just throw, throw, just throw. Oh, well, they won't let me have the day off. I'm going to throw a sickie then. Yeah, I used to get, I remember working for a company in the UK um, 
and you'd get, I think it was seven to 14 days sick leave a year. Oh, you took every day. Yeah. I remember when you got wow. that job. This is this is this sums it up. Brian gets a job when we very first met, didn't we? I was like, oh, brilliant. How much money do you get? Oh, yeah, I get like 19 grand or whatever it was. Oh, fantastic. How many holidays? Oh, three weeks. And how many sickies? Like, <laughs> oh, that's brilliant then. We're going to have six weeks off next year. That's how you looked on it. it was that like, is amazing. Yeah, because you knew you weren't going to get any you other time You to renovate off. the house. So, you know, they're not going to say, oh, yeah, you can renovate the house. Yeah. I've got a bad back. So I'll take the ceiling. Yeah. yeah. And, but yeah. Oh. I remember going over my sick level and they were like, you're not going to get paid. You've taken all your holiday. You've taken all your sick. <laughs> you're always sick. And it's just like, I don't care. I, actually, I needed that. I wasn't well. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know. And that goes back to the New Zealand, um, the, the, just that honesty, what we were talking about earlier, wasn't it? Yeah. Was like, you know, yeah, just, I can't imagine. I'm sure New Zealanders do take sickies and all the rest of it, but. No, but they do, because you, you kind of look after your employer. They look at, yeah, they look at because employees it, 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 and vice versa. Well, yeah, as, in, as an employee, you look after your employer because you want a job and you know their business is going to fail if, you know, you, you don't work hard. Yeah, and they're good to you, so you're good yeah. to them back. And it's just, yeah. it's like one big happy thing, isn't it? Whereas... Because you don't get the choice of salons here. I just believe, well, you do, but you don't. Yeah. And, you know, um, it's not, there's not like 500 salons to go and choose from or whatever it is. It's, it's, it's a lot smaller, isn't it? Like, exactly. Like you were saying before about... Um, choice and stuff and uh, not too much choice the amount of people that live here yeah. yeah there's not as many people but it is I feel in New Zealand we're a lot more connected to our staff members or um, our employer than we are anywhere else like I have so much respect and sort of my family of their employees you just adore them and you want to be able to thrive and you want to work hard for them so they can carry on it's the same way like one of my friends owns a business and he says he has this job to be able to support them like his employees and their children and everything else so everyone can grow so if you look after each other you all grow together right Mm -hmm. yeah and we all feel that way like I have so much love for mine and they have so much love for me and they we support each other and we carry on but you have to give and take and it is about the honesty is hilarious. I think I did in England go to my boss, oh, can I have the weekend off or can I finish early on Saturday so I can go to a kid's birthday party or something? She just looked at me like, are you being serious? Mm. Why would you ask for such things? And I've probably just realised now people don't give – and she said to me all the time, you're very honest. Like yeah. she would ask me opinions on the way she's doing things. Yeah. And I would tell her like, you shouldn't have spoken to your – someone like that yeah. like that I disagree with the way you spoke to her yeah and she was like oh but she's never ever been told that that's probably not acceptable to speak to someone like that or it's quite interesting why I was traveling because I am very honest mm. I am very abrupt I don't always think about what I say so yeah in New I Zealand think you're abrupt I just think you're just We're honest. honest you're very honest you are very. but that's not a that's not a that's a good thing but I think a lot of people overseas were very taken back by that. I think or sometimes probably hurt on accident because they ask me a question. If they want to know if those pants are too tight for them, I'll tell them that too. You should probably get a well, bigger That's going a bit far, that is. Yeah. Yeah, that's going too far. <laughs> Does my bum look big in this? You always say, no, it looks gorgeous. No, I'll like, we'll tell you the truth, you know. So it's like. <laughs> or remind me never to ask you then. <laughs> so we're going swimming after this. Right? <laughs> 
Oh, no, well, that just sums up New Zealand people, I think. And yep. it's just, yeah. And I think that's a good place to leave it. And Jen, thank you so, so much for your honesty. That's why I wanted to talk to you because <laughs> I knew that you would be like this. I knew it because it was funny because when we were talking in the salon yesterday and you said, oh, have I upset you, Liz? Because <laughs> I sort of like went glazed over. But what in my mind, I could hear all of my people that email me and ask me questions about New Zealand. And I could, I was picturing them thinking, oh, where did she find this gold from? Because <laughs> here you are and it's perfect. You should have seen Liz's face. She honestly was horrified when I... When Sonny was moving out. <laughs> well, should, shouldn't he be? Yes. It's about time he moves out. And yeah. you should have, I was like, oh, I think I've offended Liz. And then as the conversation carried on, the shocked look was getting worse. And I was like, <laughs> I don't think I'm ever going to see Liz again. <laughs> I think I've pushed it too far today. <laughs> no, no, not at all. It wasn't, it wasn't, like I say, it was like I said in the last podcast, it wasn't a look of shock. It was a look of realisation. It was a look, it was like someone slapping my face and going, come on. You know, this is, yeah, it was just, I can't explain it. It was just, it was just lovely. I was sent to that salon yesterday for a reason, you know, because, yeah, I needed to hear that, that, and from your perspective as well. And then the whole thing just carried on about moving out at a young age and how it creates this independence and this person that wants to return back to their family. Yeah. And I think New Zealand just, it just, Oh, it's just such a family orientated place, New Zealand. It's just, a, it feels like it's a togetherness. Like we've all got each other's back and that's what it feels like. And I think everything you have just said, everything, what's the word? Concrete, you know, cements that. So it, yeah, just that isn't the right word, but just like, yeah, just makes that true. I don't know what the word is, but yeah. So thank you so much um, for, for coming and for sharing your views on New Zealand and what they were like in the UK what it was like to be in the UK thank you Liz and I just want to say before you go again that if you are in New Plymouth and you need a haircut and Jen Ravel is the best hairdresser ever and she's not just this beautiful person she's a great hairdresser go down to KN Collab or you can find Jen on her Instagram which was remind me again it was Jennifer Jason Lee Jennifer Jason Lee and I'm gonna I'm gonna link to that in the show notes so you don't have to worry about finding the right spelling and everything and just just check her out she's absolutely beautiful I don't know people are gonna be like what does she look like Liz just tell us what she looks like right before you go I'm gonna tell them what you look like you've got lovely pink hair you've got beautiful porcelain skin you've got the most stunning eyes you've got lovely dress sense you've just got you always look like real trendy sort of what's the word, um, shabby chic sort of look, you know, that dress sense that you've got. <laughs> like you wear dresses with Dr. Martins and, you know, just that look is just lovely. And yeah, you're absolutely lovely. Thank you so, so much. And thank you, Liz. Okay, bye, Jim. Yeah, thanks, bye. Jim. That was a big eye opener for me as well. So thank you so much. Thank you. Aww. <laughs> I think I want to come <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us this week on the podcast. We have loved having you here. 
If you guys could subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Oh yeah, that would be nice. That would be absolutely amazing. And make sure to share the podcast with your friends. And if you'd like to hop over to the blog, find one of the little boxes that ask you to drop your email. I will send you a newsletter every week letting you know when we have released our new podcast. That will go straight into your (laughs) inbox. So it's www.itsadrama.com. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your day and we will see you next week for another podcast. Look forward to it. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.